Hey now, you're an all-star, get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star, get the show on, get paid Welcome to another episode of the NRL Supercoach All-Stars Podcast. This is Barnsley with Billy returning this week to join us. Thanks for coming back, Billy. Hey, buddy. Yeah, mate. Always, uh, always a pleasure, mate. How uh, was the first big buy for you? It was a uh, big hiatus, I believe, mate. I uh, went absolutely putrid. May as well have uh, not a buy plan at all. <laughs> but we'll uh, see, how we, see how we bounce back, eh? Yeah, I was pretty disappointed, but also happy at the same time. It was a bit of a weird week for me. I um, my trades were basically completely wasted, which just killed me. Um, so I would have I had fifteen players with my two trades, but my two trades were firstly Moylan, who obviously scored ten points, um, and then secondly, uh, I was tossing up between Josh Dugan and Ramian, and I went Dugan, and I did it. Um, on the Friday night because I knew that I was going to be out over the weekend and I didn't want to forget to do it. And obviously with the NRL being as bad as they are, and this is going to be a bit of a Barnsley rant, um, as unprofessional as Australian sports is, and despite all the gambling and everything that's involved, we don't get to know about these player injuries until it completely screws the Supercoach team. <laughs> yeah, mate, I was, I was absolutely crushed though. You spend all that time pre-season planning and planning and planning, and just uh, you know, sort of seven days before kickoff, coach announces Cook and Crichton in the team, and then <laughs> all of a sudden Barnett's Barnett's gone from eighty minutes to switching back in the middle, and Brown's coming off the bench, and oh Christ! <laughs> then Madison's out. Went from having a full seventeen down to twelve, and I didn't own Lolo or Tapao, so basically oh. completely negated <laughs> by planning. Oh yeah. Ended up trying to catch up by throwing a Hail Mary out and put the C on Gutherson. So I think I scored about 700 with uh, seven months of bike planning. <laughs> wow. Mate, out of all the discussions we've had on this podcast about um, Big Marty and Lolo especially, you didn't buy either of them. No. Well, if you, um, hindsight's great, isn't it? But if you go back and look at Lolo's stats, mate, how many times has he scored between 50 and 60 at that price? I yeah, that I don't want to buy him for one for one week and then get him, uh, get him out. So I opted to go for Lane instead. So he's had a pretty good, good yeah, pretty good six weeks. But you lose one hundred and thirty BC, mate. That's a pretty pretty tough loss. Yeah, I did my BC on Moylan, mate. So I, I definitely didn't loop. Um, but I I actually had the C on Blake Ferguson because I did think about it as a hail mary if I needed it. And then I was going just well enough not to do the Hail Mary and put it on Ponga. And, of course, Blake Ferguson played really well at fullback, uh, which I thought that he would, and I should have just left it on him. But, um, yeah, that's how it goes, mate. I um, I still finished on about 9.30-odd, so with 13 players. Oh, so. Yeah, I was, I was pretty yeah, happy. Yeah, I should, I should have done the same, mate. I um, Being an ill supporter, I thought, oh, I'll chuck it on Gutherson. It's only the Knights. I should have gone, chucked it on Ponga thinking, oh, it's only the Eels. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was my thinking as well. And he's got the goal kicking back too. But, uh, well, we move on. Um, and the big part of Market yep. Watch is going to be uh, the fact that we're now planning towards around 17 by, which looks like a much 
tougher beast to uh, to field a large side in. Um, so going through the ins first of all, uh, market watch ins this week. We've got Cameron Smith as eight point two percent traded in at the moment, which is first among all uh, our top ten players that we're looking at. Um, he's priced at five hundred fifty six k, which is cheap for Cameron Smith. His BE is down to only four, and a couple of um, good games means that he's got a three-round average of 66 and a five-round average of 72. I will say, though, um, and I'm not the biggest Cameron Smith fan this year, that's a little bit skewed because he's got that um, 123, um, which is his big game that he last played before his suspension. And before that, um, you know, he had a 64 and a 30. So his three-round average actually isn't that flash. Um, and his five-round average has a 30 and a 46 in it. So I think it's a little bit skewed looking at those numbers. I don't think he's fully back yet to what we expect of Cam. Um, and he is 44% owned. So, Billy, for me, I'm, I am looking at him as a potential for round 17. But the fact that he's 44% owned hasn't really looked um, as dominant as in the past years. I understand guys getting him in, and I think he's a good buy this week. But um, I'm actually not getting him this week, and I'm going to be considering whether I get him at all. Really? Dude, considering the options available in, in 17, I thought he would have been one of your top three or four on the radar, actually. Um, I, think, I think if you haven't earned him up until this point, I think you've pretty much uh, had a decent win there. I mean, uh, as long as you had Cook. Um, the guy has, hasn't scored anywhere near what he was priced at the start of the season. So um, if you picked him up for that, um, recently for that 100, that ton score, then uh, you absolutely meet you're, you're sitting sweet. But I reckon if you pick him up um, any time now going forward, I, th- I think you're, you're pretty much on a winner. You can't do any worse, mate. You've missed all these dreadful, these ordinary scores and you pick up his scores from here. I, I actually think he's um, a good C option this week. Um, sitting at home, uh, sitting at home post Origin versus a depleted, or sorry, an Origin weary up Broncos team, maybe. Yeah, his own side's going to be a bit weary too, but yeah, it's not not a bad one. I'll probably go for a VC, but um, yeah, I I guess from my point of view, I'm not ruling him out at all. I, I may very well end up with him, um, but if I'm going to be short, in, I think you will. Yeah, well, maybe not. Like if I'm going to be short in a couple of positions, and I've spoken about this before, Hooker's one of the worst positions. Um, you know, you've got. Cook and then a massive drop off. Um, so, if you're going to be short in a position and it's one that only has limited spots with the two spots, then I may very well take a punt in not filling that spot if I'm going to have 15 or 14 players. That just might be a spot that I just use as a VC loop spot um, because I've, there's a lot of other players that I'm quite interested in who we're going to get talking about soon. Um, so, it just depends on who you can fit in. He's a good buy. Um, I'm sure that he's still going to be good, but I mean, I guess what well, he's averaging mid fifties at the moment. So, do you, do you think that he's going to go on a bit of a second half run and he's going to get uh, better and more towards a sixty to sixty five average by the end? I think it'll be better than what he was, but um, I'm more thinking of it this way, dude. Um, he's probably one of the best candidates you could possibly have for um, round, round seventeen. Um, the guy is kicking goals. Um, if Cook goes down or there's an injury to Cook or something happens in origin, um, you're going to have to start someone in his any place or take an AE. Who do you want to start? Billy? No, not really. Um, <laughs> although although at the moment, I think Kavili 
if you went Havili versus Smith head to head this year, Havili's um, probably outscored him more games than he's not outscored him. He has up until now, probably. But um, would you bank on him score outscoring Smith for the second half of the season, or would you go and buy someone like uh, McInnes nah. for the same price as Smith and bank on McInnes actually outscoring Smith from here going forward? Nah, I'm just playing with you with Havili. Um, the the thing with Havili though for me um, is I've already got him sitting there, so he's no it's no trades for me. Um, so. Again, if I can say if if my trades work out that I've got enough, I'll, I'll probably get Cameron Smith in. But um, I do already have Havili there, who if he retains his spot, can just give me points without using a trade. But um, one of the hard things, I guess, with round seventeen, is it's very hard, even with all the trades available, for you to get yourself a good number of players um, without having to trade out a lot of them afterwards. So yeah. That's the big thing, but uh, he's a good trade-in. He's, um, he should be up there in the top, so I understand that. The guy that's second, Cam Smith's being traded in by 8.2% of coaches. Sean Johnson's being traded in by 8.1% of coaches. Um, now, I mentioned that Cam Smith is 44% owned, which can be a good or bad thing. Um, SJ is only 18% owned at the moment, which is relatively low. Um, BE of 58, um, 645k, so he's not cheap. But he's coming up against a manly side over in New Zealand who, who could get absolutely belted. And he's averaged 73 points per game. Biggest thing for me, Billy, is his lowest score is 35. And then after that, his lowest score is 74. He's got four out of his six games at 80 plus. So he's actually one of my trade-ins this week. Um, I know he's got the injury concern, but... I can't wait to get him in, and I think he could have a, a great first week back against Manly. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, there's one thing I've learnt this year um, um, myself, and that is if one particular player scares you, you know, as if you don't own him and someone else does, and you're fearful of what they might score, it's probably a good idea just to negate negate everyone, negate everyone else's score getting him and just getting him in. So I'd like to get him, but it means selling. Um, JT, and I think JT versus the Eels is probably worth a hold this week, so I might just uh, sit back and watch a week, but pray he doesn't go 150, 160. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely ominous that he's been 70s, 80s so much, and um, the the ton hasn't happened yet um, playing against Manly. But I mean, you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna get crucified by not getting in this week. 58 BE, um, he could go up a bit, but it's not too bad if you wait. He's first in New Zealand at the Manly's listed first. I assumed that was a home game. Sorry, what was that, mate? Manly's listed first. I assumed home game for uh, Manly. Or did they give it away? Um, no, oh, you're right, actually. Sorry. I've, uh, I've stuffed that up. It is away. Um, yeah, so that's going to change. Plus, I, 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 I want to give it one week just to watch it too to see how he comes back from the injury and um, whether or not he, he also potentially gets arrested for that um, round 16 game as well. So I think I'll just sit back and watch it. Um, hopefully J, JT get, has a decent score this week. Um, Eels, Eels season is done anyway, so I hope JT scores 30 points and Eels score 31 maybe. <laughs> well, that, that, that might happen. Uh, then again, very well might not. Uh, but um, it yeah, is... We'll see. 
It is a manly home game, but they're t- taking it to New Zealand. So they're actually play- playing it in Amy Stadium in Christchurch. So it's not a Mount Smart as a home game for the Warriors, but it's in New Zealand at Christchurch. So there you go. Um, we were both right on that one, Billy. Rarely happens. So <laughs> we'll move on to the third guy on this list. Um, John Olives, the third most traded guy at 6%. He's only played one game. Um, for the Dogs for a 52. Does play round 17 and priced at only 177k. I, at the moment, I'm probably going to pull the trigger early too, um, only because I need to downgrade somebody, which is going to be Jennings, um, to be able to afford Sean Johnson. That's what I'm looking at at the moment. Um, so, you know, I, I obviously see going Olive early is um, not too bad. He doesn't really have much competition with Morris out for a while and he's only played the one game. So he should have a relatively smooth run through to the round 17 buy at least. Um, and he should have a negative BE still once we hit that third game. He should make some cash and give you some cover. Yeah, he looked good too um, in that game as well. So um, with Madison being out, if you're short a center three quarter and you don't want to play one of your, uh, um, your other three guys on the bench, he's... Possibly an option that you want, that you could get in uh, maybe a week early, but um, yeah, it just depends up on the makeup of your bench, I suppose. The good thing with the dogs as well um, is they've got St George, but St George might be depleted depending on what happens with Origin backup. They could be quite depleted. It's on, it's on Monday, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's on Monday. Yeah, it is. It's the last game, so you'd expect them to be okay. But whether Mary wants to rest one or two of them because they're underestimating the Bulldogs um, or whether some of them get injured in origin, which can happen. Um, Yeah, that could happen. But it's probably more after that anyway. They've actually got a run of the Gold Coast Titans at home, uh, Newcastle away, and then Canberra at home for the round 17 bye. So it's not a bad little run for the Doggies. Yeah, an option if you want to go a guy early. Um, tossing it up myself, wait and see. The fifth guy that's most traded in um, is a complete mystery to me. So I'm going to just go straight over to you and just say why. Uh, Nathan Cleary has been traded in by way more coaches than I expected to be fifth on the most traded in list this week. Obviously, he's playing Origin. And um, I, I, just, I guess I didn't expect guys to be trading in someone like Nathan Cleary when Penrith are the first game played on Friday after Origin, like 48 hours after kickoff from State of Origin. You'd have to think there's a good chance being his first Origin game and so young that he's rested. Uh, it looks like suicide to me, mate. Yeah, I don't know I don't know how he'd be rested. I mean, he's, he, um, if he's a forward, yeah. I mean, I reckon he'll still play 80 minutes. But it's um it's away from home. It's at the Raiders, like you said. It's after Origin, and um, there's no guarantee to play. the bloke's got kicking duty yet. So I'd I'd wait till around 18 personally, but not not really too sure why everyone's jumping on him right now. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one to me. I I wouldn't be doing it. I'd be I'd be waiting till later on. Um, I especially with someone like um, Sean Johnson available, obviously more expensive, but Sean Johnson's playing round 17. He's got a great matchup for points this week as well, and no question marks. I, I don't see why someone yeah. would be looking at Cleary. Maybe, maybe 
I haven't looked at his break-even, but maybe he's got a low break-even and um, people are, someone's after a particular pod early. Um, you look at um, guys like Thurston, um, if you're a quality half, uh, Origin tends to bring it, bring out the best in, in, in some players. They they just get on momentum and they start um, rolling with theirs. Guys like Thurston um, tend to excel uh, during or, during Origin period um, in, the, in their own games as well. So, uh, maybe there's a thought process behind it for a few people, but uh, um, logically and mathematically, not for me. Yeah, he's got a mid-50s BE and he's away against Canberra 48 hours after Origin and then away versus Sydney Roosters after that. So I'd be giving him a miss. Um, but the next guy on the list is uh, Staggs from the Broncos. This is an interesting one. So he's coming up for his third game this week. He... Is going to play around 17, um, 165k rookie priced at the moment. Um, but his scores, Billy, he absolutely brained it in that first game with a 65 and got a heap of minutes because of injury. Um, but then I think we saw his real role that second game where he was a 13-point scorer. Um, obviously, he'll probably get more minutes in round 17. The worry for me is that um, he's then going to just get another 10 points or something. It'd be an AE nightmare plus someone who doesn't really make... A hell of a lot of cash, so I don't know about Stags. He's um he's the sixth most traded in. What do you make of him? No, not interested at all. Even even as a cash out filler, mate. Um, purely because of uh, um yeah, the fact that he could become a nightmare. Um, I've heard this argument from a few people in the past saying, um, honestly, how how many times are you actually going to? Using an, an a um, loophole and, and actually get it right. So what are you, what are you concerned around? Well, the thing is, by by this time of the season, you're probably good enough to actually have a whole um, a large bench of weapons or a bunch of guys that probably score around sort of 50, 55 points. You're not going to have bums on there like all of a sudden that score sort of 20 points. So to get a guy like that now, when you can potentially um, do, um, do a VC loop almost every week and get an a of 50 as opposed to um, sort of 15 or 16, I'd much rather um, play one guy short in round sort of the 17 and, and, and loop my ass off between now and the end of the season than just take scores of 80, 85 as loops. Well, I completely agree. And I mean, I, I'm never a fan of that argument because to me, even if you, you're right, like I think that you can use the VC loop a lot of times by the time you get to round 18 onwards, but um, to me, even if you only you know have one week out of the rest of the season where... It's a prime time to use it and you nail it and you need to do it. Why disadvantage yourself for one week so you can get Katoni Stags? Like those are the little things that make a big difference in ranks. You have to really nail every single thing in Supercoach as much as possible all year and have every opportunity that you can give yourself to to either you know win it if that's what your aspirations are or just for us to get to your goals like top 1,000 and stuff. You know, So you just don't want to cut your legs out yep. from under you the one week where you might actually need it you've stuffed yourself because you decided to get Tony Staggs in for his 10 points. However, I'm going to throw one disclaimer on that, given the way my season is going. Mm -hmm. They do play the Titans in 17, and knowing our luck, you'll score um, a quartet and 150. Well, it's always the way, mate, that these guys who are rookies, who um, a lot of people are jumping on that look like aren't not good buys at all, end up just, you know, a bit of a, a lucky fluke sometimes that they just go well and make a fortune. So who knows? We'll probably get a whole back row of the Broncos ruled out for three weeks and he'll just keep starting or something. But we'll wait and see. I'm not going to be going near him. I don't think you are either. Um, and we'll move on to 
the fifth most uh, traded in guy who I'm quite interested in. I've already got him, but um, Gareth Widdop, 550,000. Um, he's been traded in by 4% of teams at the moment to make him the fifth most traded. He's not got great numbers at the moment. He's got a 59 five-round average and a 44 three-round average. Um, and he also has a BE of 97. So all things considered, he doesn't really on paper look like a fantastic trade in this week. However, um, I actually think that he is, Billy, because he's up against the Bulldogs who are not travelling too well. Um, and it is the Monday night game, so hopefully they won't be too depleted in the forwards. Uh, and along with that, after the Dogs, he then has Manly and Parramatta. Obviously, the international game could throw a spanner in the works if he goes, but if you don't think he's going to go, Dogs, Manly and Parra in the next three weeks, 550k Widdop. You know, geez, he, he looks pretty appealing to me and, and much more appealing than getting Nathan Cleary in. Yeah, you're right. And they had that um, a five out of six home games to start the year too, so that's why he went on an absolute tear. Then a couple of away games and a couple more difficult games. But um, yeah, like like you said, he's got the dogs now. Um, probably a um, then he's got Manly at home, then Eels at home. Yeah. Um, round seven, so round seventeen, you've got the Storm away, so they'll have they'll have um, um Slater months their stars out there. So potentially they they might rack up some points there. Then he comes back to a home game versus the Tigers. So he's got a pretty decent draw, mate. So he could he could go on an um, upward spiral again. And just having a quick look down the track, around 21, 22, 23, 24, he's got a Warriors, Eels, Tigers, Dogs, Knights to finish off. So he's the um, depend players out there. He's um, probably a guy that you want to have um, in your semi and final versus the Dogs and the Knights, mate. So he could win you a head-to-head final. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he's a really good trade-in this week, um, even though you're going to pay a bit extra than maybe next week. Uh, I, I reckon um, uh, that 4% of coaches are going to be really happy that they've done that this week. Um, the next guy I'm not too sure about, um, it's another one of those cheapy types like uh, our mate Stag. Uh, Katoa came in for Dugan on the weekend, which absolutely killed me, obviously, like I said. Um, and now he's become the seventh most trading player this week so far at 3.7%. I'm sure that's going to climb as well. A lot of talk around getting him in. Um, he has His BE is only minus eight, which isn't that fantastic coming up to his third game. But he does have a six dropping out after that, which um, is when he got injured. Um, he's not going to play round 17, though. And for me, um, I think that if you've been serious this season, Billy, you would have made most of your money that you need to by now. And you've also probably got two or three good cash guys to cash out in the next few weeks anyway. So I'm not a big fan of getting Katoa in unless you absolutely are desperate for some cash. Yeah, I agree, mate. I saw him a couple of weeks ago, so that was a really good move. <laughs> death right, death, death right again. But yeah, no, I, I um, thought he was... Um, uh, if you go back about a month, um, I think he was, um, I don't know where he was, he was out in the wilderness, probably um, uh, two or three injuries away from playing our first grade, then all of a sudden they, they dropped like flies and he and he absolutely, he absolutely leapfrogged um, Lomax in that in that pecking order for who, who, who will potentially get that start coming up, so... Uh, look, if you need to cash out and you've got room between now and round 17, then yeah, he's an option if you think you'll um, uh, get a couple of games. But 
guy takes up a spot. So um, unless you really need him, I wouldn't bother with him. Yeah, unless you I mean, you'd have to be just forgetting about round 17 and just being a head-to-head player if you made this move. Um, I don't think you can waste any trades at the moment going up to round 17. It's that type of round where yeah. you've got to just be getting round 17 guys in straight away from now. So avoid unless you're a yeah, head-to-head person. Yeah. Yeah, just just remember, just remember, you've got um, you've got four quality um starting seven three quarters already, and one of them is most likely Madison. Uh, if he isn't, he's going to be out, so that only leaves one or two spots on, on your bench. So if you bring him in now, then you're not exactly leaving much room for the dog's kid next week if he's named again. So just keep that in mind. Yep, definitely. Um, so we're going to go away from this, some of the other guys that are the most traded in, and just talk about a couple of um, guys that aren't in the top ten but are really interesting ones. The first one is uh, Tohu Harris. Um, so being another Warriors player, um, very much like SJ, he's got a decent run coming up. And a couple of good things with Tohu. Um, one, SJ coming back is going to help him. Um, that edge is going to be back intact. Um, he is only 500000 which is really cheap. does have a 70-odd uh, BE. But um, in saying that, he is playing manly. And I have to say, Billy, out of every single player that I've ever held off on buying. Tohu Harris has done it to me year after year after year where I've said he's got a 70 or 80 BE. I'm going to wait a week or two weeks. And he goes and scores a try and he busts out 100. And I can just, I can smell it happening this week. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing, mate. I um, punted some Murray or someone for him. I, think. I can't remember. I was talking to Adam and um, he talked some sense into me earlier. So, um, yeah, look, if you can't afford SJ, um, uh, and you and, and you don't want to miss the train. If SJ fires, it's likely that he'll he'll get one away to Tohu. So maybe that's your um that's your you cover a couple of bases. You get Tohu and um Widdop or someone else. I don't know. But yeah, I um you need him before. I, I think you need him before around seventeen. So it's um so yeah, a good game to maybe get a get a pot a little bit early and get a few points. Yeah, I'm surprised that um more. More teams haven't been trading him in. Um, he's not really appearing in um, too many teams for a trade-in this week at the moment. And he's only in 12% of teams, so he's nearing pod status. And you're going to need him round 17. So I think he's a far better buy than half these guys on the top 10 most trading in at the moment. So, yeah, I'd be happy yeah, to look maybe, at him. Um, maybe, maybe the, um, the, the round 16 test, uh, Den test has a couple of people scared. I don't know. There's a few rumours around who will, who won't play. Um, round 16 when they come back, so that, that might be one of the reasons. Who knows? Yeah, and that's fair enough. Um, I <clears throat> excuse me. I think that um, I think the best thing that I've done is I, I've just sort of said to myself, you know, they they might miss round 16. Um, like so, if Tohu doesn't play round 16, he's still going to cover me in round 17. And I think we've all got good enough squads where you can take the hit for Tohu to be out of week round 16. It's not going to matter. So I've just ignored the Denver test for the most part altogether. And, you know, if they don't go, they don't go. That's great. If they do, well, well, I'll play someone else in round 16. And I'm still going to have him round 17 when I need him for that buyer cover. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not really paying too much attention to that at the moment, although it would obviously be better if no one went and played. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, another pod that uh, you actually raised, which I think is a a good one to have a quick chat about, um, is Corey Oates. Um, so interesting one. He's coming up against a, um, the Storm this week. Um, but after that, 
he's got a, a probably a tougher game against the Sharks. Um, but then there's a, a round 16 game against Canberra and the round 17 game against the Gold Coast Titans. Obviously, the risk with those is that he might get called into origin if they have um, injuries and stuff. Um, he's not too far off the pecking order. I don't think he's getting a wing spot. Um, that could happen. Um, so for me, I'm going to be looking at him uh, prior to that round 16 game against Canberra, or if not, for round 17 for the Gold Coast Titans game. But he's 488,000. Um, he's a massive hand grenade pod to play some weeks where you think he's going to get a double like that Titans game. And he's a dual centre-wing second-row forward who is under 500000 um, at $488,000 with a 35 BE this week. So, looks like a bit of a pot option, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, although, although that BE is kind of low, though, um, with that run, you could probably pull off uh, a couple of weeks and pick him up um, uh, just before round 17 with not too much of a price difference, hopefully. But... Um, if there's one thing that we've learned over the last few months is um, uh, don't take the opposition into account for absolutely every single game. Um, people buck the trend and players do score tries, so they are going to fluctuate. But yeah, Storm and, Storm and Sharks um, away is a bit of a different story. But um, yeah, if you want if you want a hand grenade pod and you want to, and you want to cash out someone that can play second row, considering um, 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 Rhys Martin's been benched and um, and Murray's, Murray's going back to the bench and you, and you want to cash out. It's uh, not, a, not a very expensive option. And, and it, is, it is a left-field pot, so... Yeah, I mean, the other thing too is that he's he's quietly gone under the radar. Um, people, I think, um, have been scared off when he's had some low-scoring games. Since he had his, um, since he had his injured game, um, round four, when he's come back from round five onwards, he scored 78, 90... Poor score of 24, 96, 59, poor score of 17, 64 and 74. So, you know, he's only got two duds in there out of his last eight games, but the non-duds are all sort of between 60 and 90 points or 96 points. So he hasn't been too bad and he's 6% owned at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he might be a um, pretty good pod for round 17. He's a, he's a good shout by you. Yeah, and you know what really annoys me is the fact that Milf gave him absolutely none of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. I hate Supercoach. Yeah, Milford's uh, not done well, but, you know, maybe he'll step up against the Titans in round 17 as well. Um, so that's our market watch for the ins. Um, I am going to do a quick little uh, shot-in-the-dark pod option here, which uh, no one's talking about. Um, now, bear in mind that Dugan um, was my shot in the dark la- last week, and I killed him. Um, and the f- you know, when I spoke about Dugan a month ago, I killed him then as well. So I'm not going too well with the pot options. Although Ramian got a shout and he went well, um, but this week I'm actually looking at something a little bit crazy, really, little bit crazy. Um, RTS, he is only six percent owned. Um, complete pod. He's got a BE of 90, um, but in saying that, um, he's, you know, 480-odd grand. And he's playing Manly first, who he's got a high score of 145 against previously. Uh, Cows and then Sharks at home in in New Zealand. And then a decimated, absolutely decimated Penrith in round 17 for that buy. So he's 
looking pretty good as far as his run goes. Um, he started off the season really well, and then obviously completely went south, um, probably pretty much with the Warriors, but in saying that, SJ's been out a lot, um, and you, know, you can kind of excuse some of it. I'm thinking about something crazy here. I've had a look at it, and you know Tedesco might only might only play a couple of games in the next month, um, whereas you know Rogers obviously got that great draw and playing seventeen. Yeah, yeah, but forgetting that um, there's no there's no um, origin for there's no there's no buy for origin too. Um, so in order to in order to get RTS in, you're going to have to drop one of um, Teddy or Turbo or whoever it is, whoever it is you got there. Do you really think that um, dropping dropping one of those two guys is going to make a difference um, uh, points wise between now and round seventeen? Um, maybe. Do you do you really think? Well, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see RTS outscoring any of those guys, even coming back from Origin. Mate, the only thing. The only thing I would. Um, um, advises if you really want him is you know get rid of Turbo or Teddy for round the seventeen then and then just see how he goes for a couple of weeks and if he's still outscoring them um, by a mile then keep him but if he starts turning turning into a bum again then then flick the switch very very quickly. Well, Teddy's got. Um, you, you have to burn two trades for it. Yeah, you do have to burn two trades for it. That's a thing. Um, so you had you need to be prepared to take a bit of a risk. Um, I mean. Ponga or Teddy is who I've got in the fullback spot, um, and it has crossed my mind just to just to burn two trades, just to get a Roger run for three weeks, um, and then maybe get Teddy in for round eighteen for that Gold Coast Titans game. Yeah. Um, it I, is it is burning I, trades. I, could, I couldn't drop any three of those for him. I, I would run, I'd run light and, and drop someone in, in the forwards before I dropped any of those two, but, but any of those three. RTS is one of those guys that I really want for the next month, but it's just one of those things where it's so hard to do with uh, all these limited jewels in the centre wing, isn't it? It makes it tough. But um, yeah, I probably won't. I probably won't do it. But um, RTS for someone who doesn't have uh, a Tedesco or Turbo in there yet, uh, it might be a masterstroke over the next month, particularly for round seventeen. I can see it paying off pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah. If you if you, if you haven't got any one of those guys, then yeah, by all means. But if you do, I I just think it's um, a bit of a cray cray move. Yeah, I, I guess we're getting to those cray cray times as well, Billy. So I'm starting to think a bit cray cray because um, yeah, I, I desperately am trying to nudge into that um that top thousand um to go on a big Mate, run. I'm ranked ten thousand. <laughs> I, I need a whole <laughs> bunch of one percenters. Well, at least uh, I'm feeling good. <laughs> if we could, could just. If I'm keeping ahead of you, I'll be feeling good. So that's all right. You can make me feel a bit better. Um, let's go into our outs. Uh, really easy ones this week. Uh, George Jennings is the second most traded out behind Mitchell Moses, which makes sense. Um, Jennings only has a 26 BE, but um, he's already made 192,000. I'm in the spot where I need to downgrade, like I said, to be able to uh, upgrade DCE to SJ. So... Jennings out makes sense for me. He's not going to play round 17. Very much done his job. Um, as an Eels fan, mate, I don't think that you see him as going on a big try-scoring binge and, and making a hell of a lot more money, do you? Not really. No. I've, um, I've got Gutherson. Um, he'll get kicking back this week. Um, 
Brown back to a starting position. They're the only ones I would be looking at at the yields, but only if you own them already. I wouldn't be trading them out, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be trading anyone in at the moment. Yeah. Um, so Jennings is an easy trade-out, um, especially as a downgrade to someone like John Olive and then um, going for an upgrade elsewhere. He's got, he's got a low HBE, but just see him as an, stick him as an NPR or use him as cover for Madison this week. If you have to, then, then um, yeah, net the bomb. Yep. Um, Madison's actually the fifth most traded out player, which I'm pretty surprised about. 3.5% of coaches have traded him out. Madison's a centre wing with a 65 average, which, which is right up the top. Um, I know it's frustrating when you miss out on him in the bye, and he hasn't been named this week, but it is just going through the concussion protocol um, that he hasn't been able to pass. You'd have to think that he's going to be back very shortly. Um, I I don't own Madison. I really wish that I did own him, um, but I, I just haven't been able to get him in. Uh, if I owned him, there's there's literally no way I'd be dumping him unless I was really short on guys to trade out to get myself ready for round 17, but I'd really need my hand forced to be going down that route. Yeah, that might be why, um, why a lot of people are doing it, mate. They, they just um, realise how close to the top they are. They, they desperately want some numbers between uh, now and 17. Um, yeah, who knows? Um, I, I wouldn't be selling him, but he's one of those guys that's going to score you 50, 55 points every week doing nothing um, apart from the last three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, out of the last eight games, um, he's got a 48-49 and is his lowest scores, but the other six games are between 63 and 93. So, I mean, it's about as good as you can get in the centre wing spot. Um, so, yeah, I'd yeah. be trying to hold him as much as I can. Um, DCE's the next oh, guy. He, rem- he reminds me of Crichton last year. Sorry, Crichton. I just had to give Chuck one out there for the boys. <laughs> yeah, well, your mate Crichton. Um, he is very similar in that regard. He's got that dual status, and you're just going to get that base. And I think the Roosters yeah. are going to keep kicking on too. So might be some regrets of those 3.5% trading out Madison when we hit round 18. But the next guy on the list is um, someone I traded out as well at the moment, which is DCE. Six most traded out, 2.4%, which tells you that there's probably not... Um, there's, there's probably a lot of guys being traded out rather than a, a concentration on a few guys. He's only 2.4% and he's six most traded. But he's 492k at the moment. Um, he lost the goal kicking to Hodkinson, which was astounding to me um, a few weeks ago because Hodkinson, firstly, is old and secondly, has multiple knee issues and leg issues. And they've just given the kicking to him and DC was kicking 82%. Um, so that really hurt his value. He's still got a 58 average on the year, which isn't too bad. But he's not going to play round 17. And he's got a 73 BE this week, um, playing over in New Zealand. He's a he's a prime candidate for a DC to SJ trade, Billy. Yeah, I, I don't know why he lost a goal kicking. Maybe maybe Garrett thought he, Barrett thought he needs some more time to uh, focus on lollygagging. Bloke's done nothing. Maybe he got into a fight oh, with I, the, I, uh, I, the kid that carries no, the team. No, I, 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 no, I, I didn't. I, I, yeah, I don't own um, DCE, mate. I, I did not because I, I picked him up to start um, last year. I think I got sucked into that um, um, that um, that run of scores from the year before where he scored, you know, an average of ninety without four and or whatever it was in the team. So, yeah, I got sucked into that uh, with goal kicking last year, and he did absolutely nothing. So, I stayed away from him from him, from him this year. But the fact that he's 
not even goal kicking now. Yeah, I can understand why people are selling him. Just sell him and run. I think you have to with the options available um, in the halves. Widder SJ, I think he's an easy sell. Um, so oh yeah, a- a- absolutely, mate. Uh, JT um, is actually the eighth most traded out. Um, this one's a bit interesting, and I'm, I'm very interested in your take, Billy. Um, 2.3% of coaches have traded out JT at the moment. He's only got a 54 BE, uh, and he's playing Parramatta this week. Good game on the weekend um, where he scored 67, which was his third best all year, and his, second, his best score in over a month, actually. Um, aside from that good game on the weekend, his draw upcoming is Eels, and then Warriors at Townsville the next couple of weeks. So for me, I think he's a definite hold for the next couple of weeks to see if JT is going to fire up and have a couple of good weeks. Yep, I'm doing that. I'm holding him. I'll slap the C on him the way the years are going. Um, the, um, I just hope he doesn't pass to Lolo again. <laughs> <Still don't know. laughs> no, I, I, I agree, mate. The, the way um, um, with, with his draw lined up the way it is, the, 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 the fact that his, his break even um, isn't isn't um, isn't too high. Yeah, he's got the heels, then he's got that, that home game. He, he's he's an easy sit and um, sit and hold for a couple of games. Um, worry about that way you can focus on getting rid of the guys like um, um, you know Murray, who's who's um, potentially um, benched and will start losing value there now that sort of Crichton and um, and Sergis so so are back in town, mate. So yeah, you can focus on um, plugging holes um, in, in in your second row for now then. Um, Upgrade him to um, Whitup or SJ in a couple of weeks if you feel if if that's if that floats your boat. Yep, definitely. Um, I'm I think that it, um, JT might be a nice pot option the next couple of weeks because a few people are jumping off and yeah. wait. So uh, it'd be a pot option yeah, just to hold him. Um, so let's uh, let's move on from Market Watch Billy and go into TLT because it's quite an interesting day today. Uh, the first yep. game is our Friday 6pm time slot, Canberra Raiders versus Penrith Panthers. Um, and this one, we've got Canberra naming the same 17, um, with Josh Papali just swapping with Sia Soliola, um, with Soliola going to the second row and Papali to lock. Panthers' side have named all their origin guys. Um, having said that, it is the first game only 48 hours after, so I'd be pretty careful... Um, with relying too much and certainly checking late mail and the team list an hour before because, um, yeah, the, the, both of their halves are playing, um, so they're going to be pretty tired. But uh, who do you like in this one, Billy? I'm, I'm thinking that the Raiders are going to get the upset with all the Panthers' origin stars. Yeah, I'm liking Rapana, mate. The only thing I don't like about it is that it's a... Um, it's a uh, oh, that's a Friday night game. Yep. Uh, I was going to say well, or Thursday night games, everyone scores rubbish. But uh, yeah, Friday, Friday night game early, not probably you know, not minus two degrees. It'll still be cold down there. But um, what's his name? Topine's still out. I know, I know you hate this argument, but yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to see. I'd like to see how he goes without Topine there um, versus a um, an, an Origin weary Panther side mate. I reckon he might be a good uh, a good little VC um, option if you still own Rapana. Well, he hasn't had him there before, and he, he still hasn't gone that well. But um, we'll see. Um, I um, I like a partner this week too. Actually, I, I think that the the, the Raiders are going to do a bit of an ambush on the Panthers, and they're going to get over the top of them. Um, so I my big my big call for this one. I'm going to go Rapana for his long overdue double this week. 
hopefully both would be nice. Both of BJ Lua passes would be even better for me. Um, that would require the super coach God smiling though, and I, I think they've had the shits with me, with me most of the season, mate. So <laughs> I, might a, I might do a happy day. see if we can light, light a fire on the wrapper. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for the late partner show to get started. Um, I am also going to have a bit of a watch on Nick Kotrick this week as well. Um, Nick Kotrick's looked pretty good. Um, he's had some good games, and he's someone who, at the moment, is playing round 17 unless he gets called into the Origin squad. So, interested to see how he goes. Um, and I've also got a little bit of an eye on a couple of Panthers pods that we'll cover in the future podcasts. Um, unfortunately, Kikau's named in the 16 again, which is really annoying. Um, was hoping that maybe he'd get his starting spot back if they want to take uh, Campbell Gillard off the bench or something. No, I'm happy. For, I sold him ages ago. I'm happy for him to come off the bench and hopefully he doesn't get a, get a try for a couple of weeks and he goes down a little bit. We can um, reassess whether he's a buy um, round, round 17 or a leave. Yeah, I'm going to just hold him all the way through and have him round 17. That was my plan. I'm going to stick to it. Oh, oh, oh if, if you got him, mate, you absolutely hold him. He's, um, he looks really, really dangerous off the bench. Yeah, he's that fine line between um, dear holder or, or dear self in the last few weeks. He'll, um, he'll be on 30 with sort of five minutes to go and then he crashes over and he's on 74. If he doesn't, he's on 35. It's one of those, um, uh, you know, um, now body moments for owners or not, not, and, not, and non-owners. Yeah, he's, had, he's looked really close to having some big, big tons where he's gone over a couple of times and gotten held up. So I'm crossing my fingers this week. Yep. Um, the next game on the Friday night is the Gold Coast Titans versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, this one's at Seabus Super Stadium. So... Titans have named Jared Wallace and Arrow backing up from Origin 1. Um, Arrow's coming off the bench, so hopefully he won't be too affected. Um, I'm hoping that he plays pretty short minutes in Origin, actually, um, so his minutes won't be affected in this, but maybe he, he drops 10 minutes or something um, because he is backing up. Bryce Cartwright's back out of the side um, with Will Matthews returning to the second row and Hipgrove to the bench uh, with the Rabbitohs side. They've named all four of their origin reps, um, and they've also, um, I mean, Dane Gagai it, it got initially said that he was out with a um, compound fracture or compound dislocation, and Kevin Walters has come out and said they expect him to play on Wednesday night um, because it was a compound dislocation, which means he can play, and he was throwing some balls around and stuff, so maybe he'll be playing as well still. Um, Robbie Farrar is in jersey number 18, so the other big watch here is going to be whether he comes in for Cook um, or comes onto the bench to cover Cook, in which case you know, it's going to be touch and go on um, what happens there. Alex Johnson um, returns at fullback. Uh, Dewey and Cam Murray both drop to the bench, um, which isn't great for Murray owners. Um, quite a few interesting things to watch in this Rabbitohs side before kickoff here, Billy. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, um... Just notice what you said about um, um, what's his name, Farabin. Farabin named on the bench. So um, just quickly, if you own um, uh, if you own Smith, I would put him in the starting position and reserve Cook then, just in case he's an out. So uh, you can switch the, you can switch the VC around. Yeah, Farah is in eighteen, right? So he's on the extended bench, so he's not in the seventeen yet. But um, he, I would say that he's going to be the last one cut um, an hour before kickoff. So yeah, you definitely have to watch. Oh, sorry. Yeah, actually, no, that's fine. Sorry, I'm, I'm an idiot. Storm haven't played yet, so that's an easy move around. 
Yeah. Um, I, I'm but, a, yeah, but yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I would. Um, one thing I would do this week is have a look at who's playing early in the weekend or late in the weekend. And everyone late, late in the weekend, put them on the as um, reserves if you can, so you can easily switch around and not be not be held short. Yeah, very good advice. Um, I've been caught out with that as well many years ago, so I always make sure I do that now. Um, it's an interesting one for Cook, though, Billy, because um, I've seen a lot of talk on people just not playing him if they've got Cameron Smith and stuff, but um, he, is playing the, he is playing the Gold Coast Titans, and if they rack up a score, the Bunnies have been playing really well. Even if Cook only gets sort of 55, 60 minutes, he's probably an odds-on favourite to have a line-break try. Yeah, um, I've been in Ireland where it's a VC, someone like um, um, uh, Rapana or Crichton or uh, Tohu versus these uh, uh, opening three teams for the weekend. So no doubt I'll pick the wrong one. But um, yeah, there's some options for a, a couple of large schools here, mate, with, um, with um, depletion and the uh, quality of the opposition. Yeah, I even, um, I even chucked around the idea of VC Sam Burgess. Um, the Titans... The Titans... Edge and middle can be really weak sometimes, and um, if Wallace and Arrow are both underdone from Origin, and Sandberg just hasn't scored, I don't think all year. Um, I don't think he's actually scored. He might be due this week, Big Sammy. Yeah, maybe. Um, he's got to go over eventually. That um, his um, his brothers have actually been on fire lately, so he's um, they've been getting a couple of a couple of the inside ball straight through the middle, so. Um, maybe the guy to Burgess is a little bit less on the edge, but yeah, he only needs one, doesn't he? Who would have thought that um, George Burgess would be on three tries at this point, and Sam Burgess would be on a nudie run zero? In the last three weeks, too. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I may very well still VC Sam Burgess um, against the Titans. He might actually rack up a big, big score, I reckon. I um, mean, he's going to be a bit of a pot option. Um, so moving along. Um, after the Titans Rabbitohs, uh, we move on to the Saturday game where we've got the first one in New Zealand with the Sea Eagles versus the Warriors. Uh, like I said, it is at Amy Stadium in Christchurch, so not at Mount Smart for a Warriors home game, but Manly are taking it over there to New Zealand still. Um, Manly named Tom and Jake Trevojevic as expected to back up from Origin. That means that Matt Wright drops. Um, and then Sean Lane shifts from a lock to the second row. The Goz broke his arm and he's out. Um, so he's going to be a good sell at some point. Uh, Pasika joins the bench again uh, with Brad Parker and Lloyd Parrott dropping in the reserves. So uh, the Warriors side, however, the big in is obviously Sean Johnson, uh, Johnson named to come back from his ankle injury. Um, that means that we've got Gerard Beale um, out to the reserves, uh, Peter Hiku to centre. Um, that edge is going to look really good. Again, um, Tohu Harris looks like he's going to probably get some good attacking stats, maybe. Um, Simon Mannering moved to the bench, and Jazz Devaga's out. So, a few interesting ones on this one, Billy. Do you do you see the Warriors' ambush coming? Yeah, possibly. Um, one thing that stood out to me straight away was that um, Sean Lane, how the hell he's even named after that head injury on the weekend, i got no idea. I reckon he'll be a late withdrawal, but... Um, yeah, well, who knows, mate? You, you, you look at um, his one versus um, what Madison's got. You think it'd be all around. You think Lane would be out for three weeks. And Madison would be would be the quick turnaround to fly over to New Zealand. But um, I'd also be interested to see how he actually lines up, whether um, it starts or whether Lane 
um, goes go, um, goes to thirteen or starts on edge and rotates through the middle so that um, um, Trevor Wojcic has, has a bit of a rest. Um, who knows how big a game he's going to have? Um, but yeah, I, I think the Warriors will cause a bit of an upset here. But I'm really um, I really would like to know what the minutes are going to be like for to power power Jibbo. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, Jerbo is coming off the bench, so if he's playing bench forward minutes, you'd expect that he's not going to be too buggered by the time he gets to Saturday. However, he does have the travel to New Zealand to, to do as well, which isn't the greatest for him. Yeah, for that, I forgot about, I forgot about that. JDB named, named over him. Freddie's shaking him up, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I think that it's it does make some sense when you think about it because I think Jerbo um, offers... <laughs> Quite a lot of options, quite a lot of attacking variant. Like with his his ball playing, and you know he could play on an edge if they need him to. He could play in the middle. He, he could do either. Someone like JDB doesn't really have that, but he is one of those guys that's a good hard hard hitter to just start with in the first warming up period. So I don't mind it. Um, yeah. It might be good for Jerbo owners on the weekend though. Yeah, I can't wait to see the game on Wednesday night, mate. It's going to be really interesting either way. Yeah, um, one other one that I'm looking at this week that I'm excited about, I'm actually going to start Sean Lane this week. I've been benching him most weeks aside from um, the bye. But um, he, if you remember, went across to the Warriors from the Dogs and couldn't break into the 17 hardly at all and it was a bit of a bitter end for him over there. So it always happens, doesn't it? Whenever someone leaves a club, whether it's on good terms or bad terms, they seem to always step up. And they play them, and if it's on bad terms, they double step up just about. Yeah, good point. Let's see how fit he is come uh, Saturday, mate. Uh, Big Marty, I think, has a really good record against the Warriors as well for point scoring, um, and I think that it's because um, uh, he just you know likes likes playing all the mates and, and getting the local crowd over in New Zealand and playing in front of them and everything. Um, he seems to really step up. So he could be another sneaky C for this week. Um, he's got one game at home, mate. Sorry? He's one game at home in the motherland. Uh, yeah, that's right. So uh, I think that's definitely it. It does play into it with some of these guys. Um, so Tapao's a good C option, I reckon. Um, I I wish that Sean Johnson came back last week because I would be seeing putting the C on him this game. Um, because he's coming back from injury, I'm a little bit hesitant, but... Geez, I'd really like to do it. What do you? Um, I wouldn't buy it this week, but what do you make of that um, uh, Parsi in the in the front row? What, what, what's, what minutes is he getting sort of lately? He's, he's a bit of a, an attacking forward. He's not he's not really really expensive. I'm kind of interested to watch him over the next couple of weeks and see how he goes as, as a sneaky dual option for round seventeen. Yeah, look, I I really rate Parsi. He um he if you remember um. Before his final year with the Titans, he had an absolutely barnstorming um, nines tournament. And then he ended up, and he looked really fit, and then he ended up getting reduced minutes for the Titans, and it just didn't end up happening for him. I actually had him in my side before round one um, when Supercoach opened up, basically. Um, And then he got injured after his rumoured to maybe have a starting spot locked in. Um, He got hurt and that derailed his start with the Warriors um, and then he didn't play until round three and he had some reduced minutes there as well. Um, I think that he's only just gotten his fitness up. Unfortunately, his minutes have averaged around about 42 minutes over the last month, Um, but he did play his high minutes on the weekend at 46 minutes. So he he might be a bit of a smoky. 
the only person you're taking 46 minutes is TPJ or a really pissed off Lola. Yeah, I think I'll pass. Pass he, on Bussy. He does have a 1.25 PPM this year so far. Um, so he is one of those guys that does have the TB offload ability. Um, he is actually a little bit similar to TPJ in a few regards. His game is a bit similar. So if you will continue to get... Um, I think that you want him to get 46 plus. Um, I think if he's only getting 40, it's not enough. But if you can get to sort of the late 40s, 50 minutes would be prime. But, um, yeah, he's unfortunately too expensive, Billy. He's um, about 425K, um, and he's only got a BE in the 20s. So, um, yeah, it's it's a bit of an awkward one. If he was 300K, I reckon you'd be a great shout. Yeah. So, right, yeah, we'll move on from that game. Um, that one could be a really good Supercoach scoring game, though, I reckon. This next one. I'm not sure if it will be. Um, the Newcastle Knights versus Sydney Roosters. It's at McDonald James Stadium. Um, we've got SASA back from his suspension, returning at prop. Uh, Lilliman dropping to the reserves. Other than that, all the same. Um, the Roosters side obviously has a lot of origin guys, um, but it is a Saturday game, so you'd hope that they'd come through and be okay. Um, they've got Tedesco and, and Mitchell and Cordner and Napa all named. Um, which means that Blake Ferguson shifts from fullback back to the wing. Um, Ikevalu, who made his debut on the weekend, is out. Big news for Supercoach, though, is Orbison is actually back on the bench um, for all those that brought him in. Unfortunately, he's probably going to lose his 30k that he's earned since he's trade in for the round 13 buy. Um, and <laughs> along with that, we've got Ryan Madison as the other big out that we spoke about, too. So... This one, Billy, um, I'm a little bit worried as a Roosters fan that we might have a couple of guys a bit underdone um, or Robbo might try and get a bit too smart and rest some of these forwards like Cordner or Napa. Um, really not sure about this game myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, who knows how it'll turn out, mate. There could be any type of rotation there. Um, sorry, while you were talking about the Chooks, I was just looking at the Knights. I've still got the shits with Barnett only getting 54 minutes. 53 points or 54 minutes. Annoyed. But, um, yeah, Chooks, mate. Um, you got, I'll tell you what, a couple of a couple of you younger blokes stepped up last week. You got some... You guys just seem to produce um, some decent second rowers. It's, it's a shame you can't have an entire pack of our back rowers, mate, because if you did, you guys would probably be leading the comp. Oh, it's amazing. The, the, the absolute lack of depth that we have at front row compared to back rowers is astounding. I can't remember ever yeah. seeing it. <laughs> but Victor Radley, he's a gun. Um, he's going to be a great player. He's just re-signed with the Roosters as well. So a couple of things that I'm excited about this week, Billy. Um, I'm excited to see Daniel Tubo back for his second game. I thought he looked really good last week. Um, he's got a big BE as well. He could be a sneaky grab if you're not worried about round 17. In a couple of weeks, he's going to be very, very cheap. Uh, and he was one of the best base stat uh, wingers going around last year. Um, and the other thing I'm looking at as well is I'm also really happy that um, I don't have to worry about Fergo uh, playing Origin. He looked great last week, and I expect him to continue on that uh, form with his uh, non-selection Origin rage that he's got at the moment, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Um where, where, where's Fergo? Oh, yeah, he, surely he's back on the wing, isn't he? Sorry, yeah. I'm, just having, I'm, 
dicking around with stats while you're talking about didn't hear you talking about Fergo. Yeah, he, he looked really good last week um, in in patches. I think he also showed why he's not an origin too, with um, a couple of couple of silly mistakes. But um, yeah, he um, he, he does look good, good at fullback. He, he shows that he's able to get in there, have, have some decent hit ups, and make some good runs. But um, it just depends how much ball he gets out wide again. Yeah, the other thing as well that we've got here is um, Ponga got his kicking back as well, which is nice. So me and you are both lamented as big Ponga fans the fact that he missed out on the kicking. Yeah. Um, he got that back the other week, and now he's going to be kicking again this week. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. I wouldn't be chucking a... a oh, I suppose you could if you really want to have a, have a crack. I, I wouldn't be chucking C or BC on him this week, not versus your mob, even coming back from... Um, even coming back from origin, but um, you got to check on someone. So, um, yeah, I'm just happy he's got the kicking mate. And um, actually, how many people actually own Ponga? He, he, he's not particularly well owned. I think a lot of guys missed out at the start because they didn't want to uh, get him to start with, and then they struggled to get him in after he went up so much. Um, I'm, he's not pod like, but he is. Um, he's still at. Oh, he's at 43% of teams now. He's jumped up massively. Um, he was only at about 30% a few weeks ago. So, yeah, he's actually approaching yeah. at 50% now. So a lot of guys have jumped on Ponga. Yeah, look, the way he's punched out scores, mate, um, just just keep him. Yeah. Sometimes sure. you just gotta negate, you've just got to negate whatever, whatever everyone else scores and you know, hope for the best elsewhere. I think he's one of those. Yep. Um the next game that we've got is the Eels versus the Cowboys, uh, 7 p.m. slot. This one's actually in Darwin. Um, so we've got the Eels with obviously a slew of changes. Um, Jared Haynes come back from his hip injury at centre. Uh, Brad Takaremi going into the second row for Morioa, who's um, suspended. Corey Norman coming back into the side because Mitchell Moses uh, hurt his knee, obviously. Um, and Brown starting at lock. Uh, with Penny Terrapo suspended. Tim Menna returns from his fractured eye socket to replace Matagai. Um, and Reed Mahoney has been named to make his NRL debut on the bench in place of Will Smith, who's got his hamstring injury. So slew of changes there, whereas the Cowboys um, actually relatively smooth. They've named their three origin players, um, with Matt Scott returning from suspension. And um, they've obviously got um, JT not playing origin. So their side's... Pretty well intact. Um, mate, you've got a couple of injuries for your Eels this week, and I dare say the Cows are looking a little bit better than what they have. Um, so are you oh, a bit worried about oh, this yeah. one? No. Mate, we're well, in the 1,000. I'm not really too worried about anything at the moment. Um, <laughs> the, I think the fact that we've got uh, uh, a lot of injuries done, that, that bench looks like a small minute bench, so... Um, I'll, um, with Brown starting, I don't know how many minutes you'll get, but I'm, I'm kind of excited that Taribo's gone into, into the front row, so he'll get some decent some decent minutes um, as opposed to starting at 13 and Brown and, and those guys sharing too much there. They probably will share a little bit, um, splitting it. I, I, I don't know um, how, how they rotate, I don't know, but um, I, I just like the, the, the makeup of our pack now with uh, our Vara, Taribo, and Brown back. Brown back. We could do could have a little bit of forward momentum here, um, give a bit of room for Gutherson. Um, I'm not sure how our backs are going to chime in, but yeah, I think it's the fact that it's away from home in um, in a warm warm Northern Territory. I, I think um, um, 
Tom Lovato will just drive the drive the drive the Cowboys forward again. JT will just come through with a with a few points, but um, I, I don't think we'll be as much of a pushover as we've been in the last few weeks. But um, I think we're still going to leg some points, mate. I'm looking at Tom Malolo as a outright C option this week, um, and I'm very keen on it, actually. I think I'm pretty sure that the Eels, if not uh, um, concede the most points to, to Fords, they're very much close to the top of conceding the most super coach points to Fords. Um, Is this a uh, must-win for um, Cows? Where are they ranked? They're still second last, so I mean, really, this is um, an old-fashioned shootout for the wooden spoon. <laughs> a long, a long way to go, but it's I, um, the last two teams. So, can can the eels can, can, can the eels can the cows make the finals? I, I've got no idea how many how many how many points or weekends everyone else is ahead of us. Um, I think that they can only drop one more game, something like that. So they have to they have to be almost perfect going forward um, to make it. Well, Even, I think I think, they'll, I think they'll have a decent go at this one then. Yeah, they're going to go well. Um, I, the VC that you mentioned on um, JT was a decent call. It's too bad that they play later in the week. Yeah, you can still chuck the um, the C on for feeder, but um, they're playing at home versus the Tigers, although Tigers play a very expansive game, so could kill him, kill him a bit, then go on Benji, Benji going like a ping-pong ball side to side all day. Um I, I actually like the, I actually like uh, um, JT as a VC and Cam Smith as a C. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I do like the VC option for for JT. It's just a, a shot in the dark. He goes back to form, um, and they put a cricket score on the Eels, which is possible. Um, yeah. Let's go on yeah. to the next one, mate. The Tigers and the Sharks, um, Southern Cross Stadium. Since you started to talk about Fafita, that's a great segue. Um, Cronulla got Val Holmes backing up from Origin. Other than that, pretty much the same. Edric Lee goes to the wing and Fecky to the reserves. Katoa holds his wing spot, which is the other big thing. Um, and for the Tigers, um, we've got MWZ replacing No Faluma on the wing. So I really hope guys didn't jump on No Faluma um, for round 13, thinking he was going to stick there. Eisenhuth uh, is starting at lock for Tim Grant. The one thing on this one that I'm um, excited about, Billy, you mentioned Fafita. Um, he always gets up against the Tigers because that's the side that he came through with. And if you remember, he had a big falling out with Tim Sheens um, and a few rumours about some uh, some altercations and stuff at training. Um, they let him go to the Sharks and the rest is history. So he always gets up against the Tigers. Didn't they pay part of his salary as well? Yeah, they sure did. They um that that was their business for about three years. The West Tigers were in the business of paying players to to play for other clubs. Nice work, Timmy. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I, I completely forgot about that. Um, I, I don't think he's going to come in and bust him versus the Tigers. I reckon he'll just come in, do his job, have a five or six effective offloads, then just have a have a bit of a break. Um, actually, look, I, I think. I think the Tigers, the Tigers side to side type game is going to is going to hurt him a little bit. Um, it still is Fifi, mate. The goal make fifteen points in one run at some point, but um, yeah, I I think it'll be a, a low a low scoring affair like usual. But I don't I don't think he's going to score as well as he as, as as well as he normally does, mate. He'll rip in, but I don't think it'll translate to SC points. Not this week. Not versus the Tigers. Well, the interesting thing is that he's um, he was meant to play less minutes last week, and he still played 66 minutes. 
and the week before he played 65. So he's, despite what people have said, yeah, um, including the coach. There was an injury. Which, yeah, but there was an injury last week, wasn't there? Um, to the forwards, I'm not sure that there was. I didn't think. I'm that. not sure if it was for the forwards, but there, there was. There, I'm pretty sure there was. Um, there was. A, there was an injury, and someone, someone from the bench went to. Oh, I can't. I can't remember where. Uh, maybe that's why. I mean, the reality is that he's just playing so well. He hasn't scored below 53 points all year, and in his last four games, he's 104, 89, 75, and 65. And Gal's been back for two of those. So I mean, like you said, he's just he's going to do his thing, and he's a decent C option. Um, I actually my big call for this one, and he's going to be a big ballsy call. I'm going to say that Fafita's going to go for his first try. Fafita for his first try this year. Yeah, yeah. All right, B B C. Well, sorry, mate. I was I was having a think while you were talking. And wasn't it? Um, did Wade Graham go for a HIA? Uh, he might have. I'm not sure. That might have explained the minutes, but uh, I think I, I really I think that he just played sixty six minutes. I think that they just left him out there. But yeah, right. anything else that you're excited about this Tigers versus Cronulla matchup for Supercoach? Um, I wish Saggy would play eighty again. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's gone into SC wilderness, but he's such an SC weapon. Um, no, I, I I toyed with the idea of selling. Um, Masters before just as a I don't know just as a pod to try and claw some points back but you go and look at his scores and he doesn't seem to be that involved but uh, he'll, he'll kick a goal or two over has one offload and uh, before you know it you look at his score he's under 45-50 and he hasn't done anything all game so I don't know how the hell you can sell someone sell someone on that I think um, I think um, for newer and Masters I think the guys they'll just keep there till the end same with Madison and it's just a matter of uh, uh, Picking who your fourth centre three quarter is for the rest of the year, so hopefully those guys do something. But um, um, maybe Val Val Holmes might have might have a point to prove. Um, um, come out come out firing off the back of Origin. Um, um, Tigers do leap points uh, out wide. Um, I remember watching the game last week. They they said uh, um, who, who's Tupu? They said Tupu has a history of scoring um, tries. Um, yeah. The Tigers down that left wing, and they said actually pretty much everyone does. So um, yeah, Holm, Holm. Actually, is Holmes right or left? Uh, I think he's actually left. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Holmes get Holmes going over for a, for a sneaky double tomorrow. Sorry, this weekend. Yeah, I'm actually hoping that um, Masters does pick it up a little bit more. Um, I can't consider selling him like you said, but he hasn't quite been as as big as he was in a couple of those um, earlier games. Um, he sort of dropped down a little bit and then had a couple of good games. But like you said, he gets to those 50s so easily without looking like he does anything. So he's a good hold. Yeah. Um, the next one, mate, is when you're looking at Cam Smith to C. So it's the Broncos uh, versus the um, Storm. A little bit of a sad matchup in that both teams are going to be a little bit depleted and tired. Um, Billy Slater's obviously out. Um, Jesse Bromwich is starting a prop with Glasby shifting to lock and Fanukin is out. Um, Hoffman and Welsh return on the bench with Cassiano uh, also out. Um, and then obviously all the Origin guys. So the Storm have got Munster, Chambers, Kafusi, and Addo Carr all backing up from Origin and Billy Slater not in the side. Um, conveniently playing against the Broncos who 
obviously have um, Roberts, Milford, Maguire, and McCulloch all backing up from Origin as well. Um, now, the big one as well that I'm really annoyed about, and I can't wait for your rant about this, TPJ moves to the bench. Yeah, I reckon it might be a late switch. I reckon he's... Um, I don't think that it could be that stupid as to put a guy like him off the bench unless he really, really rates him and thinks he's going to have such an impact that he's going to... Um, yeah, that he's just going to have a massive impact off the bench, but it's a storm, mate. Why the hell would you bring a guy like that off the bench when it was 10 nil? I just think that the way you played on the left-hand edge, that you just leave him there, you put Glenn on the bench, or at the very least, you piss Thayde off and then put um, you start um, you start TPJ and bring 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 an impact player like um, um, Joe Offer off off the bench, mate. I, I, I just think he's absolutely wasted off the bench, mate. He's too good of a player. Well, I'll go one step further and say TPJ is your best forward. He's your best forward, your number one guy. Why would you put your best forward on the Wait. bench? Mate, the way he played on the edge the other day, I, I, I'd leave him on the field for 80 minutes just to left, left edge destroyer like Hesse is on the right. But did, you, did, you see, did you see how, how dominant he is down there? Just oh, they, yeah. They had him, they had him they had him at six dollar fifty to score a try any time in, in that first game. He didn't go over. They ran him right into four dollars flat. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, I. The other thing with him too is that he's just so versatile that you could play him anywhere. I mean, you could play play him eighty minutes and split him between the middle and the edge. You could start him at prop and rotate him down to second row after thirty minutes and just play him fifty minutes out there. Like, there's so many different things that you can do with him in that pack, and all of them, all the seventeen options. Uh, are better than him going to the bench. I mean, you'd be better off starting him on the wing than benching yeah. him. I don't understand it at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll be a. I, I, I honestly think it'll be a late switcheroo, and he'll he'll come into the starting team somehow. I, I reckon Bennett just doesn't want Bellamy to know whereabouts he's actually going to be attacking. That's all. Mm. Um, that's just my, my my opinion. My uneducated, absolutely no idea NRL opinion. <laughs> um, the one, yeah, going back on that Cam Smith thing, buddy. I reckon. Um, I reckon he's a good C option this week. Um, I think um, with hookers, they get uh, they get a lot more um, points when there's a there's a lot more a lot less breaks in a lot less time delay. So um, a good hard game like the middle, they get they get they get more tackles, they get a couple more sneaky runs. The fact that it's not playing a Titans or a Warriors, he's not going to get um, rested early. Um, he's not going to be throwing the ball out the back. Uh, um, Every single time they get they, they get close to the line and, and waiting uh, waiting for a half half to do all the work, I reckon you'll have a, a few sneaky um, sort of um, fourth ground outs for for six points, a couple of goals, a lot more tackles than usual, and the fact that um, Slater's away, Mon- Mon- sorry Slater's away, um, doesn't have Crock there anymore. Munster's just coming back from Origin, I reckon, he, and he's not playing himself. I reckon he just might take it upon himself to. Um, do a couple more things close, a couple more things close to the line. I reckon Smith would be a good C choice this week, mate. All right, fair enough. I don't own him, so I'll be death writing. <laughs> I, I think one of us will, one of us will be right on that one. Um, moving along to the final game of the round, we've got a Monday 4 p.m. time slot for the Dogs versus the Dragons, and some definite, some real big news on these ones. Um, the Bulldogs' biggest news is going to be that Reese Martin has dropped to the bench. With Adam Elliott starting, um, Michael Leash has recalled at hooker with uh, Marshall King moving to five eight because Kieran Foran's out, and David Clemens backing up. Um, Aidan Tolman returning on the bench. 
Um, the Dragon side is unchanged um, with all their Origin guys backing up. Ben Hunt's apparently um, long odds of actually playing Origin now, according to the rumours, so he might be someone that's actually out for the Dragons as well. Um, if he's out, um, the two things that I'm looking at for this one, Billy, one is... Surely he still, surely he still backs up. It's, it's a Monday game. Well, he might not even be playing Origin, apparently. He might be out of Origin, um, was the, the news that I was oh, hearing before. Oh, okay. So his, his hamstring um, that he hurt last week, he still might not be any good. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but Gareth Widdop's an interesting one. He might have a field day against the Dogs if the Dogs don't show up. Um, the other thing that I'm going to be watching as well with great interest is if there's a late switch and Martin actually does um, end up starting um, with Elliot um, shifting back to the bench, um, that might actually happen as well. Yeah, um, I, I don't I don't understand why why Martin was benched in the first place. It's been it's been um, not not just from an FE point of view. When the guy's actually been playing really well. Um, yeah, Wacker seems to think it might be a bit of a late switcheroo. Um, who knows? But wait, wait for Friday mail and see what happens. But the unfortunate thing is, it's, it's the um, the last game of the weekend, and um, I, let's face it, it's not like you're going to have a, a spare bulldog or a dragon up, up your sleeve just to switch the um, reserve onto. So it's going to be one of those um, watch for late mail as early as possible and chuck him in or or find someone else to play. Yeah, you're going to have to be real careful with this one, aren't you? In the Monday game, you're going to have to really um, ensure that you don't get caught out um, with a Paul Vaughan or something or JDB, and then if yeah. they don't get named, then you're in a bit of trouble. <laughs> There's a couple sorry, of other guys that... Uh, like you... Um, yep. Sorry, just, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. But like you were saying before, um, yeah, watch, watch for late mail, because if um, Hunt's out, then that makes um, it probably a little more appealing too. Like he... Um, does he does he become the dominant half and just play both both sides of the field, um, or is he already or, or is he already doing that? And... Yeah, he, he's doing a little bit of it, but he's certainly going to take a lot more control. I mean, I'd imagine that someone like Kurt Mann will come in, um, and Widdop will really control everything. Do you think that Widdop's an okay outright C option? It's a little bit risky, but you know, could you see it coming off? Um. I wouldn't do him as an outright C, not away from home. Although it's not like he's playing in a state; he's just he's just playing up the road, and probably at, um, at, at Homebush. Um, I, I would think um, versus the dogs too. Um, I reckon it's just a, just an option if you wanted to get him in over 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 SG, so over S, over SJ. Um, that, that, that's all I, was, all I was getting at. I would, like potentially bring him in this week, but I wouldn't see him. Yep. A couple of other guys that I'm looking at for this one, Billy. Um, i am uh, got my eye on Tim Laffey. Um, always has a good game against his old club, the Dogs. Um, starting to get cheap and will be playing round 17. Bit of a hand grenade pod um, and a massive hand grenade pod. Will Hopalati. Hopper has uh, very quietly gone about his business and had really good base. Um, he's averaged about 40 base in the last month. Um, and had 52, 46, 51, 79, 81 points over the last six weeks. Um, he's not cheap. He's priced at about 500k, uh, but he's going to play around 17, and he's very quietly been um, pretty good. So going to be watching him with interest as a centre wing. He's only scored two tries all year and still managed to be able to score well. Yeah, his base has increased a lot um, this year. 
um, on just going on Lafayette though. He Lafayette is one of those guys that you've got to get in for that round. Um, the Warriors scored one fifty like Rapana. I'd always forget about it. You missed the boat. So, um, but if um, if Widdop's by himself and Widdop's firing, then he, he tends to cut Lafayette out. So I'm, I'm not sure you'd want to have both of both of those guys. You might want one, 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 not the other. Um, hey, just with on, just on Lafayette while we're at him, has his offloads been cut back this year as opposed to last year? Has he put that away? Yeah, he's definitely. Um... He's definitely reduced his offloads. Because if he's put that away, I wouldn't go anywhere near him. But he's only he's only good with um, offload offloads and TVs. He's been terrible, um, and like I've, no qualms with that. He's he's been terrible, and he's someone who I'm only looking at as a complete left field pod that um, is a desperation move because you know he's got 42, 46, 38, 86 is his last month. But before that, his month prior was 33, 33, 25, 31. Which was awful, but Honestly, yeah. you, mate, I would I would wait till Aitken's potentially named in game three and just play Lomax. Yeah, I mean the thing again as a left field option, and I'm not suggesting for people to do this. I'm doing it as a crazy option. I'm not definitely getting Lafay in, but the appeal is that they've got the Bulldogs this week, which he historically plays well against, and it's his old club. Um, they've got then Manly and Parramatta back to back at Wynn Stadium, which is extremely appealing. And then they've got um, a greatly reduced decimated storm outfit in round 17 in the big buy round. So their draw over this next month really lends itself to Lafay going on one of his runs. Um, and he's a guy that can go on those runs. So after that, I'd be either benching him or getting rid of him. But it's just this next month and the fact that he plays round 17. Uh, it's, it's, it looks a little bit appealing. This time of year, you wouldn't be really getting rid of anyone, though. So he'd be like a sixth or seventh centre free for you to sit there and. Yeah, I would be leaving him there to rot, mate. You're right. Um, he'd be the fifth or sixth centre wing there, um, and I just leave him there and just play some match up stuff. Or if I'm desperate, or if I turn into more of a head to head player with some of those grand finals and stuff, I might be in. Then um, yeah, I could use him for that. So that's all the games for the week, mate. Um, just before we let you go, you're in enemy territory up there in Queensland. What's your pick for State of Origin? Well, unlike Wally, I'm not going to tip my team every every year just because. But I actually think the Blues have a, got a much much uh, better squad, mate. So um, if we lo- if we lose this time, it's not from uh, lack of refs. <laughs> it's because we just lost to a better team, mate. But I, I reckon we've got a better team. Yeah, I um I agree. I'm I'm looking forward to a New South Wales series win. I think we'll do well, um, especially tomorrow night. Um, I'm looking forward to it. For those partners out there, uh, my two tips. I'm going to go New South Wales minus nine and a half points is about two dollars twenty eight at the moment on Sportsbet. Love it. And uh, the bit of a tougher one, Addo Carter score a try, Billy, and margin to be thirteen plus to the Blues is four dollars thirty three. Really? Anytime try scorer, thirteen plus win, four dollars thirty three for Ado Car. I I rarely bet on the footy mate, I'm more of a uh, horsey man. But uh, if um if anything I'd go a um anytime try score wrapper into Crichton. <laughs> yeah, I think that's gonna be log odds. Well, hopefully we just get the win and I'll be happier even if I lose my bets. Um so 
As always, Billy, good luck with your supercoach this week, mate. Thanks for jumping on. Cheers, buddy. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, as always, you can download us and listen to us on streaming with SoundCloud. Otherwise, you can download us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter, NRL underscore SC underscore All Stars. Um, certainly share around, give us some likes and stuff. Uh, more listeners is always great. Um, appreciate all the feedback and everything we've been getting to. It's been fantastic. Hope everyone enjoys Origin tomorrow night. Should be a good game. And uh, best of luck with the VCs and Cs this week. Thanks, guys.